What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples and the occasional f-bomb because let's be honest marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple doable and fun What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 147. Damn, it feels good to be back in the groove of podcasting. Oh my gosh, I feel like how many episodes in? This is episode six of the relaunch, and I feel like I'm finally, um, (laughs) for all the equestrians out there, I'm feeling comfortable back in the saddle. Um, Is that the phrase? I don't even know what the phrase is. Get back in the saddle find your groove, whatever whatever phrase you want to insert there. Um, I do feel like, oh, I got my sea legs. That's another great one. I love cliche phrases like that. And I especially love having people in my life that fuck up the cliches. Like I <laughs> used to have this roommate in college and she, oh, bless her heart. <laughs> she could never get a phrase right to save her life. And one night, what did she say? She just kept saying like, she was telling me a story about uh, someone and she just kept saying, and then he went ape wall. He just kept going ape wall. And I was like, ape wall, dude, do you mean ape shit or a wall? Cause those are two very different things. Oh goodness. Okay. What are we talking about today? Right now, as I was about to record this episode, I thought my dog was whining outside of the door and you know, that wouldn't be unusual for that needy boy. But then I I took the headphones off and I was listening closer and it was a bird and I am not sure where this bird noise is coming from, but I'm pretty T-shirt. If I had to guess, I would bet that the bird is stuck in my attic. That's how loud it was. And that is how close it was. The hallway right outside this door has, we have a whole house fan and it's located in the attic. And so in the hallway here, we have a vent that, that vents up to the attic. Um, so if the house fan is on, you know, it just pulls the air through the house. And I'm pretty sure that's where that noise is coming from because all of our windows are closed. And it was so loud, I could hear it through my headphones. So yeah, this wouldn't be the first time we got a bird stuck in the house. (laughs) Oh, Let's see what kind of bird it is so I can look it up on the spiritual charts. All right, guys, I promise we're here to talk about something that will help you with your business and your marketing. So today we're going to have a little chat about when to call it quits. I know that a lot of times people like to, you know, hype up people that don't quit or people that don't say goodbye and like, yeah, they stuck it out. They, you know, you have to stick with the grind, keep going, never give up, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. There is a time and a place for goodbyes and for calling it quits. And two of my favorite time and places for those things are number one, when it comes to shitty books. If you're reading a book that you just you don't love, put the book down and go get a better one. There are too many books in the world for us to be forcing ourselves to finish books we don't love. And it's okay if it came highly referred. It's okay if it's on Oprah or Ruth Witherspoon's book list. If it doesn't sit well with you, if you're not feeling it, 
Put that sucker down. Move on. Let's go. Life's too short to finish shitty books, all right? And then number two, when it comes to ending toxic relationships, and I would kind of like off on a tangent here, this, I think there's a larger conversation about ending things when it comes to sacrificing ourselves. And that's really what I want to talk about today. So as most of you know, we've been going through a lot of home repairs, (laughs) six to eight weeks, my ass, dude, what, like everyone tells you double the budget, double the timeline, triple the budget, triple the timeline. And then I feel like I just blatantly disregarded all of that in my brain. And I thought we'll be different. Yeah, our house project will go according to plan because things were going pretty well for a while. Um, Well, I guess well with an asterisk. But anyway, we had a contractor and immediately when they started working here, there were some red flags as far as the communication with the contractor goes. Now, I have I am a people pleaser. I am certainly a a recovering people pleaser. I'm trying to do my best to articulate my boundaries and be assertive, which I know a lot of you listening to the woman who has a podcast, you know, cover art with her middle fingers up to the world will say, you have a problem being assertive. And let me tell you, I do actually, I do struggle when it comes to being assertive in certain areas of my life. And I've learned one of those areas is with contractors and workers that I hire to help me in my home. And I I assume this role, which is kind of um, maybe it's representative, like it's a trait because I'm an Enneagram eight or I'm a people pleaser or I'm like the oldest in my family. But anytime I hire people to to work in our house, I feel like I have to take care of them. Like it's my job to make them comfortable. And I forget that like the customer client relationship in that case is flipped. Like I am not the, the, I am the customer. I am the client and they are supposed to be making sure that I am satisfied with what I've hired them to do. And so I think it creates a kind of weird dynamic in our household. And because I'm the one that works from home and I manage our schedules, um, I was coordinating the contractors we had in our house. Now, of course, Marshall and I make all of these decisions together, but I'm the one here with the contractors when they're doing the work. So we had an issue recently where we finished some work in our kitchen and that contractor was supposed to move into finishing the back den. Hey, I'm interrupting real quick to share something exciting with you. If you've been wanting to work with me, now's your chance. To celebrate the relaunch of the podcast, for a limited time only, I'm giving you 50% off my Marketing Unlocked offer. And this two-hour, one-on-one marketing intensive will strategize, organize, and prioritize all the things you have swirling around in your business brain. If you're looking to jumpstart your marketing, pivot your offers, or level up your income, then this offer is for you. Use the link in the show notes or visit marketinguninhibited.com and use code PODCAST50 for 50% off the Marketing Unlocked offer for a limited time only. And like I said, from the beginning, there had been some red flags with communication and emotions. I felt like, and I understand that like the contractor world is a totally different ball game. Like it's an entirely different industry. And I do understand when you have like a team or a crew of people, especially men working in the trades, working in your home that like, I don't expect them to all be nicey nice when they're talking to each other, right? Like I expect and accept a fair amount of like shit talking or kind of like rough 
Like they're rough around the edges a little bit. They can be. What I don't expect is for that attitude to be transferred over to the customer service aspect of things. And that's what caught me off guard. And so I found myself for the past few months, we all did actually in our house, like really walking on eggshells because we felt like we had to make this contractor happy. Like we were the ones trying to make him happy. And then there was a lot of holes in the communication. And so this When you are working with your customers, we talk all the time about explaining it to them in layman's terms, right? Explaining what you do in a way that is like so simple and easy to understand that it's a no brainer for them. And it leaves no gaps in the the knowledge, like there's no gaps for them. There's no questions, right? There are no holes for them to try and like fill in with their own guesswork. Um, And so that's where... We've never done a major home renovation, and I know that this is a common complaint of the construction industry is that depending on the the contractor you work with, there can be some lack of foresight and some lack of planning. And so I really, um, because I am such a great planner, and I, I do ask questions and we do a fair amount of research, but you don't know what you don't know. And so this is where your customers rely on you as the expert in whatever industry you're in, whether you're a maker or, you know, in any industry, they rely on you to fill in the gaps in their knowledge. That is why they're hiring you. That is why they're paying you. That is why they're looking to you to learn something. And that's why we hired a GC, a general contractor, someone who is going to be big picture to handle the, like oversee both projects, the kitchen and the back end on the whole. And (laughs) okay, so the communication was poor. I mean, and when I'm telling you poor, I mean like they were yelling. I'm up here working in my office and you know, our house is old. So sound travels a lot and they were just beyond, beyond anything that I would expect to be comfortable in when the homeowner is home. Like if I wasn't home and that's how they were behaving or that's how they were talking to each other or that's the volume at which they chose to communicate, that's one thing. But when I'm home, when my child is home, when we're all home as a family trying to like eat dinner or get ready for the day, the last thing I need is that type of combative energy in my environment. So that was a major red flag number one. Major red flag number two, um, and there were several along the way, but number two was when we, the quality of work. So oftentimes, this and this I think brings up, I think there's a gender dynamic here. And there's also definitely an industry discrepancy, but this contractor paid no mind, did not bet an eyelash at the prices he gave me which was fine because we wanted to hire someone who was going to do quality work. We have a permit, like we needed to make sure, you know, all the T's were crossed and all the I's were dotted. And we were willing to pay a little bit more for higher quality work. And we thought we had done enough research. We also had a problem getting contractors because this happened right right after the holidays. Um, So we had a problem getting people out to give estimates. And so we just kind of went with what was available. Marshall and I both are in sales. So we chose not to negotiate at that time because we thought like, you know, let's just get this guy in here. Let's, you know, we want him to do a good job. And (laughs) then like so often I coach my clients on my clients who are over delivering, especially 
women business owners, women, you know, people that identify as, as women business owners, like especially them, like because they're over delivering, I have to coach them on raising their prices to match the quality of work. And what happened in our the instance in my home was that the quality of work did not by any stretch of the imagination match the price that I was paying. And so that that was red flag, major red flag number two. And I just want you to stop and think about that right now. If you are struggling with pricing, I want you to make a list of all the things that you provide at the price you provide. And then I want you to flip it. If someone sold you all of those things that you provide at the price you're charging, would you take it seriously? Would you believe that that price was reflective, honestly, of everything in there? Because a lot of times I see your pricing and I think there's no way she'll be able to deliver on all of this for that small price, okay? So I want you to have the mindset, the attitude, <laughs> of uh, my my business coach always says of a middle-aged white man. And I'm, I've been there now on the receiving end of the middle-aged white man pricing and attitude and demeanor and confidence. And I'll tell you, you know, that could, a little dose of that could do us all well, but make sure you're taking care of your customers. Make sure you're walking them through each step of the process and make sure you are checking in with them and taking care of them along the way. And that's what I feel like did not happen. That was not our experience in this case. Okay. And then Number three, and this really grinded my marketing business coaching gears, is that he had opportunities to upsell all along the way and he chose not to. And so this was a red flag to me too because he's supposed to be a general contractor. So he is supposed to be like a step up to be managing and thinking through the big picture, right? And planning for the future. And there was an instance where I wanted something we had stairs installed and I, I wanted finished stairs because the stairs connected both rooms that were being redone. So never in my <laughs> wildest dreams did I think that the stairs I was quoted and given would have been like basic like construction stairs, essentially. They're like placeholders for real stairs um, because both rooms on either side of the stairs were were brand new and finished. And so in that moment, I did not know what I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a world in which you would have two brand new rooms and someone would sit there in front of you and give you not even builder's grade, but like construction placeholder stairs that would need to be replaced, fully replaced and finished down the line, right? And so Here's where, here's an, this is why I talk about thinking through your customer's journey all the time, because you need to be able to see what's coming down the line and prepare for what's coming down the line and be able to guide them through that process. And so it ended up being, you know, I was told that I should know what I want, but I didn't even know that that was a thing I needed to want. So if he had presented me with like, hey, these are the options for stairs. I understand you guys, like you're on a budget right now. Do you just want these construction stairs for this price? They'll be a placeholder, but they'll last you about, you know, three to six months. And then at that time you can have them finished. Or do you just want to go ahead and spend the money now since I'm here and I'm doing all the other work and have nice finished hardwood stairs that will match the hardwood in the rest of your house? Like that would have been a no brainer for us. We would have been like, yeah, of course, finish the stairs. 
Like, of course, this is the most highly trafficked area in our entire home. We need them to be sturdy. And also, I want them to look good because everything around them is going to be new. And so don't miss these opportunities to upsell. And if the, the idea of selling makes you uncomfortable, then maybe don't think about it as selling, but think about it as guidance. Like, I really felt let down in that moment. Like, I'm paying you to guide me and to lead me through this process, and you've failed me. You have failed me. So this brings me back to (laughs) the title of the episode and the beginning when I was talking about knowing when to call it quits. And so in that moment, when all of these things, there were several things I'm not going to get into, but started to compound. um, And I started to feel really uncomfortable in my own home when these people were here. I knew that it was time for this relationship to end, you know, and we made sure that we took care of everything on our end. I mean, by the time this conversation even came to a head, like we were we had one tiny, tiny little amount of money we still owed. So for the most part, we were paid up. And as far as I'm concerned, overpaid. So we called it quits. And in that time, it was it was very anxiety inducing. It was very stressful because I, I said earlier, I'm a people pleaser and it is really hard for me to sever ties. And I know that makes... <laughs> catch you off guard based if you know me um I'm an Enneagram 8 like full speed ahead I'm you know take charge kind of no bullshit type of person but I have a hard time quitting things I have cried in every meeting I've ever had to quit a job every single one even in the most toxic of boss environments I have cried like I feel like I'm letting them down because I'm removing my awesome self from the equation and in this case I knew the amount of money that we still would have owed this man had he continued working on our house. Like I knew the amount of money that I was in effect taking away from him to finish the rest of the project. And that made me feel weird. Um, It was like an odd sense of control and power. And I just kept having to remind myself, like, this is my home. I can hire whoever I want. I can also fire whoever I want. And that goes for you too. When you're in business or you're working with other people and they're not fulfilling the agreements that they have laid out or they're not meeting the expectations and the standards that they sold you on, it is well within your right to call them out on it. And depending on how they handle it determines what happens next. And I think we all know what happened here. So here are some things. As you as you move on with the rest of your week, I want you to think about something in your life that it's time to let go of. Maybe it's time to put it down. Maybe it's time to call it quits. But it's just time and you've known it's time in your heart of hearts, in your gut. And now is the time. So you don't have to justify it. You don't have to over explain it. I really... So here's how I got to my decision. Number one, I wasn't hasty and I wasn't emotional about it. I really tried to remove the drama and the emotions from the situation and look at the facts. In this case, I went straight to the numbers and I compared the numbers to the quality of work that we'd already received. We also got other estimates for work. You know, we really did our homework. So don't be hasty or emotional. Weigh the pros and cons. Like make a list, weigh the pros and cons. Marshall and I, we did this almost every night for a week. We talked through the various scenarios, if we kept him, if we didn't, if we went with someone else. Um, We also vetted it 
with we we had other trusted people in our circle weigh in um so our neighbor has done quite a few large home projects and he we just trust him a lot um and we trust his opinion a lot and so we asked him to weigh in on the situation Uh, my mom and marshall's dad are both very good at objectively looking at and analyzing a situation and then being able to like formulate a plan for next steps so we asked them both to weigh in and then that was it that's where it stopped right because you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen and so we we got those three opinions and then marshall and i kind of reconvened and had a conversation about it um we slept on it we prayed about it we journaled about it well i did all these (laughs) things i think marshall's decision was very clear in his head I just didn't want to rush the decision because it was a big decision for us to make. Um, And we talked it through a lot. And then we knew we also gave ourselves a timeline. Like we didn't dwell on it too much. Like we knew within one week, okay, this is, we're going to take this week to fact find. And by the end of the week, we're going to have a decision. And that's what I had told the contractor as well. Like, we'll let you know in a few days. And we did. Um, And then I also want you to be realistic. Like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I think that's something we have to keep in mind, especially in these situations. And it does help to get other professional opinions and to do your research. So get a second quote, get a third quote, you know, do some research online, ask lots of questions. Um, And then just to to finish it all out, what I want to leave you with is, is this question. If you don't quit it, if you don't leave it, if you don't put it down, what are you sacrificing? Is it time? Is it energy? Is it space? Is it your future? Is it time away from other things? I felt like I was really starting to sacrifice. I was certainly starting to sacrifice my my time. And then I really start like to feel like I was sacrificing my sanity. Like, am I going crazy here? Because this behavior just seems so absurd to me that certainly I must be the crazy one, right? Like I must be the one who's causing the problems. Like I I am being nitpicky. I'm being a perfectionist. I'm not accepting the fact that everyone is human and makes mistakes. And then that's where it was helpful to get other professional opinions and then also like vet the situation with a few trusted sources because it was all very validating in our case. And so then, you know, we took a couple days to ourselves and then I, I did it. I fired my first contractor (laughs) and I did it because um, I was the point of communication the whole time and I could have very easily like, you know, tossed that ball over to Marshall and let him deal with it. And he was more than willing to take that on. But I, I really wanted to, as hard as it was for me and as uncomfortable and anxiety inducing as it was for me, I wanted to end the relationship just like I had been the one to start it and maintain it throughout our time together. Um, So again, if you don't quit it, if you don't let it go, if you don't put it down, if you don't leave it, if you don't walk away now, what are you sacrificing in return? That's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with you again soon. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a review so more business owners like you can find us and learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Talk to you next week.